0: Welcome fellow lighting nerds and friends to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by yours truly, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again for this first episode of 2023, which is like shocking. (laughs) I can't believe we're here. Thank you all so much for bearing with me on my holiday break last week. I'm sorry I didn't have a new episode for you, but um, 51 episodes in 2022 is not too bad. Um, So I'm happy to be back at the uh, podcasting microphone and talking to you all again this week. And as is um, expected, perhaps this time of year, I'm going to do a top five podcast for you. Um, This is going to be my top five lessons learned in 2022 and uh, what I'm expecting coming in 2023 uh, in terms of my mentality and how I see our industry uh, growing, uh, engaging and whatnot in 2023. So let's get into it. So uh, top five lessons learned in 2022, this is in, uh, no particular order. And as I was reviewing my list here, I realized that my broad theme of 2022 is a little cynical <laughs> And I'm a little disappointed to say that. I just am sorry to admit that in 2022, um, I gained a kind of healthy dose of cynicism about um, my our, sorry, beloved beloved industry, and um, it really kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting such a thing to happen, but um, yeah, it kind of did. So hopefully that will... Change going into this year, 2023. Um, I'm certainly resetting my mind um, to try to get to that position, but you might notice a tinge of cynicism in my top five. Um, and so I just wanted to identify that right up front (laughs) and I understand that it's a thing and hopefully it was only a temporary thing. Um, it just was a weird year in some ways. Um, I, my personal showroom business had its best year ever, like absolutely ever. 2022 was our biggest best year, um, in our company's twenty one year history, um but I know there's just a lot of wondering what the economy and housing is all gonna do in twenty twenty three that's causing a lot of hesitancy and concern. So my first lesson, again, in no particular order, but the first thing I learned sort of frustratingly in twenty twenty two that the race to the bottom mentality. In pricing in our industry still exists. There's a lot of places who are working to combat it. There's a lot of ways, uh, in which it doesn't have to be like a killer to take a discount on product. So I'm not saying that there aren't ways to have a healthy, thriving, uh, way of doing business with margins and still having things on sale. Like this is all very, very possible. But the part that I learned in 2022, when we were sort of at like peak purchasing power with, um, with our manufacturers and with customers coming into the showrooms, is I learned that uh, people were still willing to drop the bottom out of whatever to beat somebody by a couple bucks on pricing, and it just can be incredibly disheartening when you're putting so much energy into your business, into, um, hiring a great staff and having a great staff is costly to get people that get lighting, that really want to work on it, that really want to make this their career. You have to, um, be compensating at a certain level. You have to offer them more than you would just offer a salesperson at a big box store it is a different job it is more skilled there are more expenses that said consumers get a better shopping experience because we're investing in all this but the bigger point being that whenever there is this race to the bottom mentality and pricing you're only hampering a distributor's ability to do a good job to provide adequate staff, to do all the things that are needed. And I understand the race to the bottom is coming from competitor V or, you know, distributor V distributor. Uh, I get it, but there just should be in my humble opinion, a little bit better rules of engagement Uh, when it comes to these things. Look, manufacturers dictate almost everything else I'm able to do in my business. Why not this one other thing? So that you can maintain great showroom distribution partners instead of this constant race to the bottom who can sell it the cheapest just to make the sale. It's just wildly frustrating. (laughs) Um, You know, again, It's just a lesson learned that it still exists. I was hoping that in a year of everyone having so much success that maybe people would realize that they didn't actually need to race to the bottom in pricing and you can still provide a great business and make great sales, but uh, unfortunately that was not proven to be the case. <laughs> so that was one of my lessons learned, uh, kind of frustratingly. Um, I'll try to do a more positive one now. Um, I also learned in 2022 that in-person networking and networking opportunities are critical to success of so many people and things. And sorry, I can hear a dog in my background just having a really poor timing with needing to shake her head. Sorry about that. Um, In-person networking remains critical and beyond valuable. So I think a really interesting thing from the pandemic was that we learned that we could still work and operate and network and engage with one another, even when we couldn't be together. And that was a super valuable skill and super valuable experience to go through. It does let me know, it did give me the confidence to know that honestly, if I'm uh, away from my physical office for a few weeks, um, that the world can basically operate the same as if I'm there, then I can still be engaged and connected plugged in. So that was a really great lesson um, from the pandemic. But coming off of the pandemic and getting back to going to markets in person and uh, meeting other colleagues uh, in person, face-to-face, whether it's at a market or some other platform, I really, really... Can't overstate the value of meeting in person and networking, and that it can be really, really critical to the success of your own business. And I'm not just talking about, you know, going to some seminar, but I just really the simple fact of engaging with other people that own a business like yours that operate in our same world and talking about issues and concerns face-to-face, one-on-one, without worrying about, you know, I don't know, any other number of things that can interrupt your workday. Um, it just really is super powerful and is how I have gotten some of the best ideas for my business and how I can run my business more successfully is from these, you know, little moments in time of in person, I'm calling it networking, but it you know, that that sounds like a formal event structured and set up. It could even just be, you know, having going out to dinner and drinks. With a few other showroom friends. Um, This is just super, super important and really. I think can give you the energy and fresh ideas to move your business forward and grow, uh, which is what we're all looking to do. Um, and even networking with people that are manufacturers and sales agents and people that are willing to discourse with you open and honestly about your own business and things they've seen other people try and what's working and not working. This is all just super, super important and valuable And, uh, I just really learned it hadn't, was one of my big takeaways of the year that it is uh, still a necessary part of, um, running a business, especially a business that is so consumer facing and you're dealing with people all the time. Getting that networking is, is really, really important. I, um, learned also in 2023, lesson number three, we're going back a little on the cynical side, (laughs) I learned that by far our lighting and fan industry is stronger together. That is something that the LSA says all the time, um, as it's a part of the mission of our organization, that our residential lighting and fan and electrical device industry is stronger together. Um, I don't mean that in like a, um, you know, unionized way. I just meant when we can all focus on, success in the big picture together, we can do things that are amazing and wonderful and still everyone can be unique and have their own business models. But if we can continue to have this mindset of like moving forward together as an industry and empowering the whole industry, we are very much stronger and more successful together together. So the cynical part of this that I learned in 2022 is that people do agree with that statement that we are stronger together, but then they look to the other person and they say, but you know what? You go first. I'll follow. There's just very few um, people, businesses. I don't want to like, you know, pin this on any one person. This is kind of like an industry-wide mentality. There's just definitely this... General agreement that we all love our industry. We love what we do. We love the family nature of what we do. There is so much passion in our industry, but there is not a lot of willingness to try something new and to be the person that steps outside the box or to even agree that we should all step outside the box together. You know, I have a moment from market that uh, always puts a smile on my face with one of my sales reps. We were in a showroom and, you know, he was doing his job trying to sell me light fixtures that he didn't necessarily want to buy. And we were, you know, contemplating one particular piece. And um, he said, I was like, I, you know, I just don't know. I don't think this is the right fit for my market. I think I'm just going to buy it and end up selling it on clearance Um, which, you know, sidebar is actually what happened. (laughs) I was like, but you know, so I'm just not so sure about it. And, you know, like he made a little, he's like, okay, look down at the floor and, you know, picture this box around your feet. And then he took my arm and then we together stepped outside the box and he said, J- let's just give it a shot. So I, at the moment just amused me so much that he was encouraging me to step outside the box and try something new, um, which, which I did in this case. And of course it, it turned out that I was right about it. <laughs> but the point being, he at least was encouraging me within our industry to try something new, to step outside the box, to not be afraid to be the the first person to give something to shot. Let's just do this and see what happens. And knowing that we had a good partnership and you know, if something went wildly wrong, um, it's not that I, I wouldn't have his support to like correct some issue or whatever. So I just really enjoy it when we are coming from that stronger together place as an industry, I get really disheartened when that goes to back to, yeah, we are stronger together, but you go first because I want to see how this plays out before I jump in. And I just find that to be a little bit eh, frustrating. I would say about the lighting industry and being a part of like how things are moving forward and progressing and changing within our industry, I would say this the same as I'm currently telling my, uh, ju- you know, high school junior son about college. You get out of these things what you put into them, right? So, if you want things to be operating a different way, if you want showrooms to learn to merchandise better, if you want uh, manufacturers to be better business partners with you in terms of. Uh, an inside discount uh in terms of better freight policies in terms of better restock fees if you want these things in like big picture ways you will absolutely get out of things what you put into it. So for like a showroom, you have to commit to a certain level with a manufacturer and you can negotiate the terms of what works for you. And uh, manufacturers, I think, have a lot of opportunity to show showrooms a lot of great things about how to tweak displays, how to do this and that just a little bit better, how they can be holistically focused on an in- showroom's entire business instead of their just little corner of merchandising and help make that en- entire showroom better and more elevated. Um, there's just. There's just so much possibility when we are working together towards these common goals of strengthening our industry to elevating it to the forefront of the home decor, home accent industry, uh, in all across all of North America. But again, there just always kinds to come back to you go first. I'm not willing to try it till somebody else does it. I don't really see a big payoff here, so I'm out. I just think we really get out of our industry and our commitment to one another, what we put into it. And I really do hope in going into 2023 that we have a bit of a shift there and see more engagement with one another rather than less. Um, I would love it to be, let's give something a shot. What can it hurt? Um, Yeah, maybe there's an expense to it, but can we offset it somewhere else? Um, if there could just be more, let's give it a try because it sound, sounds like a good idea. It sounds like it would work for the entire industry. Let's just give this a shot and see if it pays off. I would love to be able to see more of that and us engaging collectively and community as a community, <laughs> as the community that we are. I think that would be amazing. Um, my other lesson of 2022, it's not really surprising. I've already kind of touched on it. Um, my fourth lesson is, uh, uncertainty is at hand <laughs> and it is, um, uncertainty is scary. It's just, I, I don't think there's any other way to say that. And of course that's kind of a, well, yeah, duh, Lisa, <laughs> And I get it. That's kind of like a really no brainer statement. I just as 2022 went on, I just kept getting hit with this uncertainty, uncertainty, fearfulness going into 2023 and what might be happening in the economy and the world at large. And that uncertainty has been just super, super powerful. So it's just a, a maybe not so much a lesson of 2022 but a, a a strong reminder that uh the unknown is very challenging it is super hard to plan a business if you don't know what's going on but I would also remind all of us that in 2020 in January 2020 Very, very few of us, maybe a few who had been to China and knew more what was going on, but in January, 2020, very, very few of us expected our whole world to shut down and close up and everything else that happened with the pandemic. And even in March, 2020, we just figured we needed to hang on for a few weeks, maybe a month and things would be back to normal or relative normal. So think how much can happen to our businesses that is totally unexpected and we can still survive and thrive. So I understand how, um, fear inducing uncertainty is. It certainly is for me too, but every day is uncertain in its own way. You know, when you run a retail business that relies on people to walk in the door and the phone to ring, uh, there's plenty of days when that doesn't happen as much, <laughs> and it's very fear inducing. So, perhaps, maybe in the position in the world that I'm in, um, I've kind of come to kind of accept that uncertainty is just kind of a fact of day to day life. Um, you don't know, you know, who's going to call out sick or, and then when you're in a small business, if a couple people are out sick, it can really impact how you're able to do business that day. Like there's just always uncertainty, some bigger, some smaller, but I think it has just kind of become this overwhelming fear in our industry in 2022. And I'd really love us to, again, maybe try to move beyond that to make good decisions, uh, maybe cautious ones. There's nothing wrong with caution and like, okay, I'm going to try to do this and see what happens. Um, but I don't think it means we need to like shrivel up and completely turn into ourselves and stop taking on any new projects or ideas just because the future is a little uncertain because to some degree, the future will always be uncertain and we can just make the most of the information that we have now and try to make our best possible decisions for ourselves and our businesses. So my last lesson of 2022 is hopefully a more positive one that I have learned in 2022, how truly valuable The showroom experience is and how valuable showroom distribution is in our industry. It really is uh, an amazing business to operate, uh, the amount of knowledge and know-how and skill and passion that our teams inside of our lighting showrooms bring to their jobs is really remarkable. And I think you'd have a hard time going into any other kind of retail business and finding people as engaged and knowledgeable about what they're doing as they are in lighting showrooms. And that is because of necessity, but I think it is truly commendable of our business. And I think it's one of the reasons why showrooms still continue to grow and thrive, even amidst this uncertainty and changing times and changing markets. It does not have to spell the end of lighting showrooms and of independent retailers. We just have to be a little more strategic. We have to diversify all the things I've been talking on podcasts all year about, but showrooms are still very valuable. They're still the most important channel of distribution inside the lighting industry. I just think, um in, in 2022, this really resonated with me. Part of me was like, I don't even know if these manufacturers need showrooms. And maybe that's why we always seem to get the short end of the stick. (laughs) But I have absolutely received clarity on this, that showrooms are important. We are valuable. The services we provide are valuable. Our customers appreciate us. We have great relationships with our, um, with our clients. And all of this is just really, really important to the operation of our industry, of things working properly, of there being a minimum of returns, of customers getting the product in the quality that they're paying for. Showrooms are just so integral to these great experiences. And I think, um, I think we're going to continue to be in that place, um, in the foreseeable future. And I found that to be a really heartwarming lesson from 2022, knowing that this business that I care so much about truly is valuable and has a great place in this world. And I'm helping not only my own community and our shoppers, but I'm helping broaden the reach of this entire industry and everything that we try to do for our homeowners. Um, But anyway, showrooms are important, and that was probably my favorite lesson of 2022, even though it's number five on the list. So 2023, I'll keep this short a little because the podcast is running a bit long, but 2023, I've talked about this on the Light Files uh, this year. I was introduced in 2022 via another podcast, this concept of things being both and, which is very, very common, right? (laughs) Things are not mutually exclusive. These are all phrases we've heard throughout all of our lives. There's nothing really, you know, earth shattering going on here, but so, so often in the business world and in our personal lives and everything else, we are told that choices need to be either, or you're either this or that it's not both. It's one or the other. You're either, I don't know, gosh, the first example that comes to mind is politics, but so let me skip on past that one. (laughs) But you're either for this, against that, whatever the case may be. We're often told that our business decisions have to be either or. Well, in 2023, I am making it my year of both and, and I would challenge everyone listening to this podcast to do the same. Let's get out of this cynical mindset Let's get out of it has to be sales or nothing. Let's get out of you first. Let's do stronger together. Let's try both this program and this other idea that might be really great for our industry. Can we eliminate something from our budget that has no proven return on investment and try this other new thing that might be uh, might in the long run be worth it and then pay off far greater. And then if it doesn't work out, maybe, maybe we revert back or maybe it does work out and we are able to shift our finances around where we can do both things, but to just not close yourself off to opportunity, ideas, suggestions, because you're doing this other thing and you think it has to be either, or 2023 in our lighting and fan industry, should be the year of both and. Embracing both and opportunities. Not either or, but both and. To the degree that your business is financially stable and able to do so, of course, of course. But assuming that threshold is met, let's not close ourselves off to other great ideas or opportunities or suggestions or taking on a new showroom line. Even though we think we already have a ton of light fixture lines, we don't need another one, but perhaps this other line has a a better fit for your business. Maybe the uh, margins are higher. Maybe the freight policy is better. Maybe there's some other reason why that would be a good, a good fit for you. And I'd say, give it a shot, both and step outside the box See what can come of the world when you approach it from this mindset of it doesn't have to be one or the other that We can meet in the middle. We can do a little of both. We can try something new for a while uh, and try to safeguard things so that if the new thing doesn't work out, maybe we revert back or maybe we only slightly step into the new thing, see how it's working for us. And if it ends up to be working, we, we double down and go more on it or we pull back, whatever the case may be. Just I would encourage all of us to go into market next week really coming at it from this place of both and, and not either or, and let's see what opportunities open up for all of us, your individual business and the lighting industry at large. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I can't wait to see you in a week. I will talk to you soon and take care.